CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of Supercross Companion. Uh, We missed the race on Thursday. Everyone's schedules were just kind of a little bit gnarly, so we weren't able to make the live companion happen. Uh, So to make it up to you, I wanted to bring you a podcast with the Lawrence brothers. Uh, We spoke to Jet first, so uh, this podcast that you will be listening to will feature the man himself, uh, everybody's favorite lights rider, uh, 16 year old sensation jet, uh, just talked through a bunch of stuff, talked through, uh, his return to racing. We talked about a two, uh, we talked about the incident between Austin and Hunter on the weekend, talked about shoes, Lamborghinis and, uh, virginity being the shit. Um, yeah, really cool podcast. I uh, just got to give a big shout out to our sponsors that make this possible. Uh, we've got a really, really, really rad group of companies in the motocross industry that uh, support the motocross side of this podcast. So thank you so much to the guys at MX Store. Um, if you just general, generally follow the podcast, uh, you'll see that we've been doing a lot more riding lately um, and just... The, the convenience of having MX store so close to us is just insane. Uh, and I know that if you don't live in Burley like we do and can't just go into the showroom, uh, the service that they provide with the same-day shipping and, and all of the, I guess, the uh, the advantages of shopping with MX store really come, come into play. Um, and they're just as convenient even if you don't live on the Gold Coast. So you can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike needs. Uh, next, we're brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, I've said it a million times. These guys are pretty much the best in the business, uh, constantly innovating uh, some of the best designs uh, and mix that with the best product out there as well. Uh, Also brought to you by the legends at Fist Handwear. We get asked a bunch about our Gypsy Tales collab glove. We are doing one. Uh, We're bringing that back as soon as we can. The whole Corona thing's kind of slowed that down a little bit. Um, But you guys already know that Sammy makes the best glove in the world uh, also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel uh, dixonquality.com.au is the website they are they're the best quality flannels that I've ever worn so uh, for whatever that is worth you can head to dixonquality.com.au type in the code ramp thief uh, and for fist handwear you can uh, go to fisthandwear.com and use the code fuckjace to get 20% off. Uh, also brought to you guys, uh, 
also brought to you by the guys at Thrillseeker Collection, uh, thrillseekercollection.com for basically the most badass seat covers in the game. You'll see them on bikes like Tyler Berriman, Sammy Moore's got one on there, uh, Jackson Richardson runs the Thrill Seekers, pretty much Jack Miller, pretty much everyone uh, that I guess we're kind of in the crew with uh, runs thrill seeker and that is for a very very good reason uh also brought to you by the guys at maxis tires uh super stoked to be uh on board with these guys it's cool i feel like with tires it's like i just don't feel like we could get the same level of i guess interaction with the manufacturers with any of the other tire brands but with the guys at maxis here in australia it really feels like we could really work with them to do some really cool stuff uh the product's great toddy waters loves it um and i was going to ride it on my new maxis tires this weekend but didn't get to i ended up riding a suzuki instead so uh very keen to get out on track and also we're brought to you by the guys at motor x basically the highest quality oils uh in the world important to know i didn't know that they actually do like a ktm specific oil and then a japanese bike specific oil so that's what i just got this week and we'll be doing a fresh oil change in the 450 uh, and again stoked to be working with another great company in the motocross industry thanks so much guys i appreciate everybody for listening Baggett's, uh, um, not Baggett, Barsh's front wheel. Dude, right? I just saw that too before. Holy crap. What did he do? Did he jump into the wall? I don't know. How could you do something like that? It's Barsha, bro. Barsha's gonna... Oh my gosh. Barsha's gonna Barsha, man. Bam, bam, just wham, boom. Bam, bam, wham, boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, that's freaking gnarly, that is. Holy crap. All right, so Jet Lawrence is uh, back on Gypsy Tales with the homies. How are you, the champion? I'm not too bad myself. Just cruising in uh, Salt Lake, yeah. How um, has it actually been being out on uh, in old Salt Lake City? It's actually really nice. We, uh, we got a little place in Deer Valley. Dude. It is so freaking nice here. We're like just near the ski lift. And dude, the weather in just the last few days, we have gone through every weather climate, I don't know what you call it, in like just three days. It it was raining, then it was sunshine, then it was snowing, then there was a blizzard, then there was hail, all in the one day. Yeah, and then like sunshine was, and nice. It was crazy, but dude, it's, it's such a beautiful place. We uh, went for a little drive around. It's so nice. Like, well, that, unbelievable. That, that's like kind of the thing, I guess, uh, is like you guys haven't really done that much traveling around the US yet, right? Oh, no, not really. We've been pretty like on the clock, basically, just riding or training or like traveling to races, which is, this is like one thing I'm quite like, it's pretty cool how we have like two weeks in the one place so we can actually go and explore yeah. around the place. So that was pretty sick. 
Yeah, because generally when you're doing the Supercross thing, I mean, I've probably been to almost every major airport in America, but I definitely haven't seen all the, you know, all the cool stuff. But the race weekend, you kind of mm. fly in Thursday and fly out Sunday night, and that's sort of about all you get to see. Yeah. You get to see your hotel, you get to see the stadium, and then maybe the closest Starbucks, and that's kind of it, right? Yeah. I already had, like, in the first two days, I already had, like, two Starbucks. What um, I, you- I found a really good like sandwich. It's called a the double smoked bacon and cheese. Oh, from Starbucks. It's like the yeah, the bun's like a little croissant type of thing. Yeah, and it's so good. Like it's got bacon, egg, cheese, dude. Best thing ever. I normally never like get any food from Starbucks, just a drink. And Hunter had that. I'm like, oh, I get it. Also, dude, so good. Like best thing ever the um yeah we we used to run those down quite a bit over there what's your what's your starbucks coffee order i get a the biggest size in the frappuccino mocha yeah right you're one, of, you're one of those guys eh because i want it like the drink takes a long like because it's like kind of a slushy type of thing it takes a long time to drink yeah so like when it's just the liquid with the ice dude you drink that thing so fast and i don't I don't, I'm not a fan of hot drinks, so I get the, the tall, I know what you call it, the Vente. Yeah, Vente. I, I don't even think... One. I don't know why... Yeah, I don't think the names make sense, to be honest. I, I, th- I know even why they came up with that. They're trying to be different, but really, in all honesty, it's just stupid. No one's going to try and learn that language, try and understand that. Just, just give, <laughs> they're already there trying to get their coffee. They're, they just want their coffee. They don't want to try and think of some other language or some crap no nah, i'm with you bro um so how's the uh how's the experience of uh kind of getting to live the outdoors and stuff there because uh everyone looks like everyone's having a pretty good time mountain biking and have you actually got to ride that is it iron horse what's that track that people have been riding over there it's f- super gangster dude the like with the lake next to it I'm not sure. You know the one that ever like JB was riding there the other day. Chad was riding there. It's kind of like oh, a, with the video of Kenny. I mean, the video of Kenny of like uh, how they have that like it's like an outdoor track kind. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. That place looks sick. No, I, we were gonna ride it the first day, like the first day we we're gonna ride. We we're gonna ride that, but then the neighbors went and complained. What? I was so bummed. The neighbors complained about the noise and that stuff. Too many bikes. Yeah. Okay. I guess. So then so. we had to go to that concrete of a half whack job I'll chuck it and chuck it together in an hour supercross track oh is that the one that is near the is like kind of in a stadium sort of type deal a little bit yeah dude so sketchy the whoops they got so rock hard that there was like a black strip really from the tires yeah like yeah the old my autistic brother Tate could have done almost a better job <laughs> dude the um i just don't think that they they've got a lot of dirt to work with up there like it's kind of desert soil isn't exactly it's definitely not loam let's just put it that way dude up in the hill the mountain bike track dude dirt is so prime it's like dude prime time it is it's almost like it's loam really dude like we had like remember i was saying the weather so like changed so much we had like long time rain like it was raining so long dude the trail still had so much grip really 
Yeah, and but it had mainly all trees around, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. What um, what bikes have you been riding when you mountain bike? Intense. I got an intense sniper. It's like a cross country. Yeah, right. What? Bike. Who decides that you guys have to ride the cross country bikes, man? Because I'd be wanting more of an enduro bike. Or is it like you ride that shit on purpose so that you kind of can't send it too hard? I, we ride that on purpose because like it's easier to go, better to go uphill. Yeah, but you're trying it's to get fit like, though, you know. Like, let's make down. it. Let's make it it's, hard, bro. It sucks for downhill, but like Hunter and I are pretty. We're, we're fairly skilled on a mountain bike. Like we kind of can take our motor skills onto a mountain bike. Yeah, we're we're, fa- we're pretty decent, and but we mainly get because we don't go on some steep crap. Where if I had like an enduro bike, I'd be looping out. Yeah, right. So yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I never but I've went. Blown some- What's that? I've blown some shocks and forks out on the sniper, though. Yeah, I mean, there's just not enough travel for how fast you guys be hitting shit. I'm pretty sure. I've I've blown, I got I blown a shock. I went and got it fit. They went and got it fixed. Second time riding, I blew it again. Really? Yeah. Just sending it, boy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I've been riding a little lighter now. I've been pretty harsh on the thing, so I'm like, I'm just going to take it easy now. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, dude. So, how was uh, how was it to be back at the races, man? Was it was it different now being... Because I feel like Jet Lawrence before A2 is like a totally different... You've got a totally different name and a totally different kind of mm. deal within the sport now. Like, you kind of became... Yeah, I went from the rookie to the uh, kid who went over the bars and had a... Up, uh, a up ramp for dinner. But people, you're like, you're pretty much like a Quentin Tarantino movie now. Like people, people love you like they like Quentin Tarantino movies. It's like they know they're gonna get, they know they're gonna get some crazy shit when they watch you. Oh, dude, have you watched the race yet? From yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, where you fucking threw it away in fifth. That one. <laughs> Was that the race yep. you're talking about? What happened yeah, there? Because it was in the whoops, right? I just want to go and beat the crap out of those whoops right now. So annoying. Dude, that was sketchy. That was really? Hard. I came into them, and I my front wheel hit an edge, and like my front wheel always hits an edge, and you're like, oh, it's <laughs> going to be no big. It's fine. I hit it. My bike went left. I went right. I was still holding on. Then my rear end hit the kicker the edge flicked it around sideways i hit the face of the whoop on literally sideways and went yup dude Off so right it was a, so it was like a pretty big one then i got pretty lucky i only scraped up my shoulder yeah right and bruised my leg but besides that i was pretty pretty fine i got winded a little bit because like my chest like skimmed the top of the whoop yeah yeah um and but then it was so fairly big you're um when you crashed in the in the heat race man like fuck that the way that i feel like you're doing something different when you are entering whoops like you seem to carry a lot more speed than the other dudes like are you are you missing a couple with your front wheel or are you putting your front wheel down earlier like what are you actually doing different because there's definitely a different entry speed that you got or is that some secret shit what you're putting it down on the fifth whoop fuck off 
Fifth gear, baby. Oh, fifth gear. Are you serious? But, 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 but. but one thing, it's... Sucks Dude, that's like almost like too fast, right? <laughs> you never go too fast in whoops. You're a fucking psycho. Um, I love it. <laughs> it sucks because in these, you had a run-up for it, which I'm not as good as that. Like, I'm not as confident coming in with that. You can, people can come in with so much speed. Yeah. Where I, I get all of my speed in the whoops, which yeah, no, right. not many other 250 riders can do. Yeah. See, I in the little five-month-off break, I've been uh, kind of working on going third in the turn, coming out off the starter whoop, fifth, I mean fourth. Yeah. Hit the first one, then fifth. Fuck then that. Skin. That's silly, bro. I mean, it's fast, Which, but it sounds silly. People? Oh, you're back, mate. Jet Lawrence. Oh, thanks. Thanks for joining us. G'day, mate. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Where'd you go? Did you run out of data, bro? Nah, you're on that boost program too. You're like me. You never run out of data. Mm, my phone, my iPad's on 4%. Is that where you're but on I'm now? I'm on Wi-Fi, so I shouldn't be a problem. Are you, um, you want to ch- plug that bad boy in or what? Yeah, it's plugged in. Oh, okay. It's on f- okay. I'm already ahead of the game. Come on. Oh, sweet, bro. I shouldn't have doubted you. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we were talking about fifth gear through the whoop. So you're changing gears. So third through the turn, fourth as you hit the whoops. And then when are you clicking fifth? I go off starter whoop, fourth, hit the first one, then fifth. Which no one really, no one else does that because it's so sketchy because you could hit a false neutral. Yes, or you miss could. Your shift. Yes, you could. But you don't seem to give a but. <laughs> nope <laughs> dude what's life without like what's life without living on the edge what's life without fifth gear whoops bro yeah um so dude. where when did you when did that when was this decide well actually where are you putting your front wheel down i like to a lot of guys like kind of wheel tap the first one yeah well i like jumping into it because i can i can kind of like hop and hit the first one and get the bike already leveled so is your front tire hitting the first whoop or are you missing the yep. that first one no I, I hit the first one okay cool yeah because i remember there was um there was one day at the test track where i was filming dunge with like the crazy slow motion camera like side on and he wasn't putting his front wheel down to the third whoop so he was going up like sort of wheeling into it touching the front tire on the third whoop and then the rear tire would hit the third whoop so he was missing the first two whoops altogether or that well i oh. guess technically he was missing the second whoop altogether and i was wondering whether i was you were... doing that at um hey i figured it out there was a problem on my end um oh, yeah really yeah yeah uh, yeah I, fi- I fix it now though my ipad was about to go for a trip nah 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 nah, nah. That, that was that was all me um, yeah so what were you saying were you so so where were you doing that like i was just saying the dunge thing where he was putting his front wheel oh. down a2, you know the first set of whoops after the big triple? Yeah. There, it went, the starter whoop, and the first whoop was like a wall. So you're going into it like this, and the one after was smaller. Yeah. So I was going wheel tap, wheel tap, and then putting my front on the third. Yeah, right. So it, it, it was pretty sick. So but where... Then in the, 
in the main, obviously. Well, so like, let's let's talk about A two actually because I I haven't really spoke to you that much um, since that night. What what was the headspace that you're in? Because we spoke before. I mean, I don't know which race it was, but I was just sort of. I remember saying St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. I remember just saying to you that like you've got a lot of time. Like if you if you want to race at seventeen as opposed to sixteen, like I pretty much said to you, like if I told you when you were eight years old at Coolum on an 80 that you'd win your first Supercross at 17, like you'd probably be pretty stoked, right? And then it was like, well, just don't stress on winning this year. Don't get hurt. Don't stress on winning this year. And then I would guarantee that you could win at 17 as opposed to 16 and it'd still be pretty fucking gangster yes. just don't get hurt and then yeah. and then the next week was a2 and uh and then but i mean in my head with the whole a2 thing like obviously you fucking crashed you busted yourself up a little bit but i seriously yeah like yeah. you be- you became a quentin tarantino film you became like a cult classic that every single person now wants to watch like i freaking turn into a vegetable <laughs> well, you did to yourself. I'd say a pretzel more than a vegetable. Yeah, I turned into freaking pretzel, vegetable when I hit that thing, dude. Your head turned into a potato and then your body turned into a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got like a good like hook and then uppercut because when I hit the face, it knocked me and then the back tire went cluck. Yeah, well, but I mean, what? So, what was going? What was going through your head that race? Like, were you were you just having fun to be in the battle the way that you were? Because, man, not I. I don't remember a time where somebody sent it that fucking hard to win a lights main event. Well, yeah, I guess I was like in my, like in it. I was just like, yeah, yes, sir. About to get this win. I was pretty calm. I was having fun. Like I was feeling good. I was not even tired. Like even after my crash, I'm like, I'm still good. I could still, I still got this. Like after I came around, seeing I was still in P1, <laughs> I'm like, I got this. <laughs> Let's go. But then I end up making a few stupid, mist- a few stupid mistakes, and then, and. What's name got me back, uh, Ferrandez, and then I came off the inside before the whoops. I was like, and then going into it, so I'm like, yes sir. And then I hit the last whoop and went like this. I'm like, no sir. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Could you turn myself into a vegetable? Could you have imagined the kind of reaction that it got though with fans and how viral that went, and especially like. Not to mention, bro, before that, you've got the Ferrandis Craig move. Like that was just pretty much the yeah. craziest. And I mean, did you see did you see us like our reaction to it when we were doing Supercross Companion? Because he had like Berriman and Big like that that was Yeah, I seen that. To me, I was so glad that we captured that because that was the most like I feel like that was Crazy every race. single but that was like every Supercross fan in the world was like cheering you on to win that race. Like was it is it yeah. crazy to think what sort of happened after that and, and the fan reaction to it and the industry? Like, you got Ricardo sending you voice messages and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, dude, when, because when I, when I like, 
actually started breathing again um, and hopped up. I like, I couldn't really hear it all. Like the only things I could hear was like when a guy had to yell in my ear, like, are you okay? I'm, I'm like, do I look like I'm freaking okay? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I didn't hear anything when I was getting taken out of the mule. I think I kind of heard a cheering and I waved, but like, I didn't really, th- I didn't really hear how loud the crowd was actually until the, uh, until like my dad, Johnny, and um, some of my mates said how loud it was. Yeah, when yeah. I got back up or when I crashed, they said when I crashed, it just went silent. Have you like, have you rewatched the race since on on like TV? I have a few times, but as soon as I get to that point, I, I want to throw my phone through the wall. Yeah, pretty much. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah. And so then what about like the reaction of fans after it? And like, you know, did you kind of ever anticipate that crashing out of a main event could get you so much attention? No. Like, I thought I was just going to be like maybe like the other rookies that just go and crash their brains out and just be like kind of forgotten. Yeah. And I've been like, I guess because I didn't back down. Yeah, I didn't didn't take no crap really. I was gonna give it back to him, but I I was like before that weekend, I was said to I made like a deal with my brother and um my dad and Mert. So I said after this weekend, I bet you I'm gonna make it to uh, I bet you I'm gonna be at a hundred k. Oh, on Instagram. Because I was at ninety three and Hunter was at ninety four or five. Yeah. And oh, um, what are you at now? I'm at 190. What? Yeah, I just clicked nine, uh, 190 today. So that's uh, fifth gear in the whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went from 93,000 follow, 93, followers. In, from my crash to 12 o'clock, I was already at 105,000. Really? Which yeah. that was like three hours. Yeah, that's what I mean, man. Like, just because you know why, bro? People don't fucking send it the way that you sent it. Like that shit doesn't really exist that much anymore. Yeah. The way Dude, that it's, the way that you did it. Mm, like, I to me, I only think there's only a few people that are like ride or die. Like Ferendez, he's a like I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Like whatever it takes, like taking out Craig or what he did to so-and-so like he's here to win yeah i'm here to do the same thing like i probably should take in second i'm a dumbass for not doing that but dude in all realistic if as a motocross if you're that close to someone as if you're going to go i'm just going to take it slow through these roots and just get second no, like, dude, hundred percent. But I mean, no. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, nowadays that kind of is what people do, and that's yeah. why I think that's why you would just. I mean, you've got the whole package. Like, I don't think we've seen somebody like you since, since Chad, really. And and I mean, Chad sort of, Chad had a different. Um, I guess it's like a different vibe, you know, like everyone wants to cheer for you for, I think, different reasons. I think that Chad was always super down to play like the badass kind of guy and and he was down to not really talk to the media and not really do his thing. And like, he just was like, win, 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 win. And that was, that was rad. 
you know, but like, and, yeah, was, but that was cool. He, he had that same mentality that, that you do. And I just, I don't think that we've seen that kind of, I guess just like fucking gnarliness, just like straight balls to the wall. Like I just want to win mm. and fuck it. And it's like, it's just cool that it can kind of pay off the way that it did for you in that you crashed your brains out pretty much <laughs> got literally fucking last yeah. and still went up, you know, <laughs> no, still... I still got nine. Oh, you got nine. Okay. So you can still got, oh, you got a top 10. You got, yeah, you got a top 10. Yeah, you got a top 10. It's, it's mint. My first race, I got ninth place. And then the third round, I got ninth place without even finishing. <laughs> You're the, you went up the most Maybe. followers ever for a ninth place finish. That's the record. You actually got a and record yet, that I night. Oh, you haven't got that blue check mark yet? Dude, they hate up. They hate the Lawrences. What? So Dude, Hunter's not either. Whenever I post something, they just full dog me. Views. Why is that? What you oh. thinking here, mate? Come on. What you thinking? Talk to me, mate. I'm going to tell the truth here right now. Um, like, I think they're thinking that I'm doing a, uh, a um, like a promotion or something, a promote thing. Uh. And so then they don't let it get out to as many people. So mm. where normally, like, if I put a writing video, that would get 100,000 views. Yeah, yeah. But when I did that, uh, when I do the Moto Spy thing, I only got 20,000. Yeah, okay. Straight stitched me up. Yeah, it's just that algorithm Straight stuff, bro. The algorithm is dogging me. And dude, I've went and requested that super blue tick like everyone else. No, nothing. Mertz even tried getting it. No, he even went to like the NFL like the top of the uh, Wasserman crew, like with yeah. NFL people, yeah. still couldn't get, couldn't get it. It's like it's really people you, bro. Out there with like only it's really and you. And Hunter can't. I like, dude. There's a ton of people out there with two thousand followers and has a blue tick. It's like, what do you want that blue oh, chick for, bro? Is it, is, is it is it straight like a chick thing? Like you want to be able to slide into the DMs? Oh. Because, I mean, that's where I'm at with Straight it. Straight into the DMs. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What um, mm. what what else changed after A2 for you? Um, nothing, nothing much, really. I, still, I was still pissed about it, but I just felt like I came... I feel like I'm stronger... And I'm definitely, I'm way faster than then. Like, then, then what? From A2. Oh, I've yeah. Like got, I've got another step of speed. Really? But, yeah, I only have, but one thing is I need support. In what way? Like, if you watch the qualities and see some of the ruts I hit, like, I'm hit, I hit them pretty freaking fast. Like, I'm Dude, not being cocky. The turn, but I'm you just know- saying, like, you know where you were really fucking railing shit was the turn before the whoops this weekend. That before that, I was just like, you you hit it. Maybe it was in the heat race next to Faulkner one lap. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like you actually made Faulkner look, look slow through that turn. I was just like, dude, what is he doing? Hey, did you get to... I don't know if they uh, showed it, but I... 
after the whole Hunter and Faulkner thing, yeah, uh, a few laps later, I was behind Faulkner, and we were both going for a hot lap, and we went over the finish line. I was behind him. I was like a little bit back. I pulled him in through the whoops, and went. I was on the right side of him. I went squared it up out, and was going down the rhythm lane next to him. And like I hit the triple, and like you know, I do the tabletop to single before the yeah, end. yeah. I like went and jumped out, like pushed him out wide, and went <laughs> past him, <laughs> past him on his hot lap. Really? Yeah, I was. I thought it'd be pretty funny because Hunter goes and basically turns him into a vegetable. Yeah. And then I go and <laughs> blitz past him on on his hot lap. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind but, of one yeah. of those things like the. Uh, there's two of you motherfuckers out there now. Like, the Lawrence boys ain't nothing to fuck with, boy. Mm. Well, dude, I was so annoyed because I was going to mess with them also because I seen, I seen Hunter and them down, and I, I was going across the star straight when that, and Hunter was turned talking to him. And in my helmet, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Someone better get knocked out. Oh, that's But um, nothing happened. So then they both, and Hunter took off first, and Falcon was behind him. And when you go off the whoops, they stop you before you get back on. And this guy stopped hunting. I, I went off behind him. I was hoping they were going to stop Faulkner because I was going to re-end him, like bump him. <laughs> Just because he was in a Lawrence, like, uh, like the Lawrence, Lawrence family sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Like it was Hunter in front and then me right behind him. So I was going to bump him and like make, <laughs> do somebody. Old mate stopped Hunter, but he went and dumped the clutch and went past like a total spaz like an idiot where do you know like why that happened the way that it did like is there any kind of backstory to it or is it just because i feel like austin's kind of the new basher of the lights class pretty much he's no he doesn't take many people out he's just a he he just seems like he's hot type of thing yeah and so was there any like backstory to what happened the other day or like has it been coming or is it Hunter was on a hot lap, and he was on a hot lap, and it wasn't like Faulkner was there the, on the whole lap. Like it wasn't like Hunter was holding him up at all. And Hunter made a mis- little mistake just before the finish line, and he got on his back wheel, but it might have cost him a tenth, mm. a tenth. And he goes over the finish line, does a big head thing, and then he goes, like you probably seen the video, goes and cuts him off. Yeah. Like, and you know Hunter, he ain't going. He ain't yeah, he's take like, no whatever, crap. bro. Yeah. He's, he's more gnarly than me. Like, I'll just go and prove it in a race or something where he would go, like, <laughs> he would go and fight the dude. Yeah, like, that's sick. <laughs> he, he, he's more badass than me. But, um, yeah. He, but it's good. Like, everyone's loving it. Because, oh, yeah. no, like, he, he thinks he can get, to, get away with it. But, welcome Not when to Australia, mate. <laughs> Not when there's two of you boys as well. Yeah. Um, and where yeah, are you... there was one thing. It was like when you play with lightning, you get the thunder from down under, one guy said. <laughs> That's so pretty sick. cool. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and um, so where are you at with uh, Ferrandis? Like, because you guys seem pretty cool, right? And I mean, even though Ferrandis, I think he gets such a bad rap, dude. Like, he's actually a fucking cool ass dude. And the ryan walters made that did you watch his monster edit that walters made yeah i had a a look at it 
And it's like, what he says is so true, man. He basically just says, dude, I left my whole family, my whole country, my whole everything. And it's like, what? I'm not supposed to try and win. I feel like that's kind of hard to argue with, right? Yeah. Like, we were there. We seen this house. And, like, it wasn't the nicest thing. Like, they look, I'm pretty sure there's holes in the roof. Like a Ferrandis' house in Europe. And, yeah. So, from, like, dude, we're exactly the same. We came from nothing. So, as if we're going to try and, as if we're like, oh, we finally get into America and now we're just going to back off or we made it to here. We're not going to try and win. No. Of course we're going to try and win. We sacrificed so much. Like, Dylan and, Dylan, our family, I think has sacrificed so much more than everyone else thinks. Mm. Like, it's crazy what we've had to go through. Like, and I was a kid in Europe, so I didn't pick up on much of it. But then, like, once we were here and mom and dad kind of explained about it, it, um, like, it opened my eyes and we're like, crap. Like, my, like, in Australia, we were eating, like, two-minute noodles. Mm-hmm. But dude, I, rem- I remember you guys, man. Like, it was just always every time you went to Coolum, the Lawrence brothers were there. And, like, I just remember you boys just absolutely living it. Like, every single race, every single Aussies, ev- like, every single thing that, that could be done to ride, you guys were, were doing it. It was never in the nicest vans. Like- it was never in the nicest gear, the nicest bikes. Mm. Like, Hunter's first gear was a... S- was secondhand Hot Wheel gear. Yeah. That didn't, I think, didn't actually fit him right. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's but, the yeah, stuff dude, that makes like, the best stories, bro. Yeah, and dude, like, there's other kids that had the same opportunity. Like, we were at the same kids, like, they were my age at Mossy schools. Mm. But my, like, my dad took the information in and made sure we did that when we were without at the Mossy training school and stuff. So, like, we, we, everything that we got told and learnt, we kept it in the back of our head. We made sure we learnt and made that, mm. like, second habit or first habit type of thing. Like, yeah. When you're, um, when you're riding these days, how much are you thinking about technique when you ride? Or are you pretty much, like, kind of done with that and you're just sort of, you've got your style, you've got your shit? Or when you're, like you said, you just got faster between A2 and now, are you still actively working on technique when you ride and stuff? Because I've been doing some stuff with Townley um, with with just my own riding. And now, like, I'm pretty much, I've pretty much given up on trying to ride fast. I'm just trying to do technique right the way that ben has told me to do it and man i'm getting so much faster i mean obviously keep in perspective what fast means to me compared to you guys but like to (laughs) to me like it's been such a fun deal to really focus in on technique and really see the way that you can get faster like are you guys actually because i think i think you've probably got the coolest style going right now but I think that in terms of if you look at a technical rider on a bike, dude, Hunter's a fucking G, man. Like his technique just seems so good all the time. He's so perfect on a motorcycle, where sometimes it sometimes it hinders hinders him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it, nailed it. But like you said, like we learned our skill and technique at when we were young. Yeah, because. When, how could you explain it? Like, 
don't know, I don't know if this makes sense, but like, say if you're on a bicycle that doesn't have foot pegs, or I don't know, yeah. and you try and ride it, of course you're going to be a little sketchy. Where if you have foot pegs, which makes the whole thing, of course you can go faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, so to you, technique I, I is know. just, so to you, technique is just as essential as like foot pegs on a bike. Basically. And and so like, are you, when you're trying to get faster, even as a pro, like you're one of the fastest dudes in the world now, are you still actively thinking about technique when you ride these days? Dude, you got, like I'm always re- refining everything I do. Yeah. So what's an example right now of like a piece of technique that you're working on? Um, consistency. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've been... I, w- I can do I can chuck it like heat a lap but can do a fast lap and I'll do like a slow lap where I'm like a second off which at this level yeah. I don't need like yeah. at the like, I've worked on that for like the it, the f- past like three months I think it is yeah of when I was riding and in the main event I have my first I was kind of slow but once we like kind of all got settled in I was 47, 47, 47, like 47 something, 47 something, 47 something, like all 47s until I crashed. Yeah. But then yeah. I was still consistent because I went 49 consistently. Like, <laughs> but. And so what consistency. Are you, and so what are you thinking? Like, what's in your head when you are trying to be consistent? Like, what are you sort of telling yourself or what are you, what are you thinking of that? Just like, hit your marks. Yeah. Just. Hit your marks and dude, once you get a flow, dude, you don't even like, like you barely even tense the bike. Mm. Like, if you actually felt like if there was, I don't know if there is a thing like a squeeze monitor or something on my grips. Mm. I'm not even squeezing that hard when I have such a good flow. Mm. Like a two, sorry, a two. I had such a good flow, so I was like, I was barely even holding the bike yeah yeah that makes sense because that's been uh like one of the one of the things with uh the townley has been because i mean i don't think people just understand what technique can do for you in in like in terms of actually practicing technique and it's not i mean i've rode bikes my whole life dude and like yeah you do mossy skills and shit but then you just all i've ever done my whole life when i rode was just try and ride fast and now um Like my thing that I sort of really got from Ben was basically like chin over the bar pad at all times. Like you kind of have to. It's, it's it's crazy how basic it, it's so basic, but it can take you so far. Mm-hmm. It's just basic things like elbows up, make sure you're on the balls of your feet, make sure you're gripping the bike. Like it's so simple. But like I like like I said, it could take you so far yeah. in your career and speed. The um one of the things that I'm still trying to figure out, or like I feel like I'm doing it, but when I watch videos of myself, I'm not. Is like I really wish I could be cool with like the bars coming all the way to my chest. Like when I watch you boys ride, and I watch the way that like you, Craig, Sexton. All of you guys, it's like your head is directly over the handlebars and then the bike is just coming into your chest. It's like, and I think that that's why you can say that you don't feel anything in your grips because if you're gripping too tight, you actually like can't let, like the bike won't come in that far. Yeah. And like, is that, is and that something? Like, 
Like that's why I've never ever have have had arm pump in my life. Mm. Same with Hunter. Not once. Yeah. Like because we don't grip it so damn hard. Yeah. And people who ride like this, like let's say Faulkner, yeah. with chicken wings, he probably gets arm pump because when you think about it, when you try, you have to squeeze your wrist so hard because you're like this when you land a jump. Yeah. Where if you're like straight, because when you go to punch someone, you go to punch them like flat, like wrist is flat. If you punch them like this, you're going to freaking snap your wrist. Yeah. This is like, it's almost common sense. And so with that, like, with the way that you guys are able to get your chest over the bars and or like have the bike kind of come because it's like the bar pads it feel it looks like the bar pads pretty much like always going to hit you guys in the chest every up ramp bumps coming out of turns like that it just seems like it's always there like what do you i don't know if we, you, if we are don't you thinking time about that right? stuff well if we don't time it right yeah we'll hit but like sometimes we time it so good that like it would just like skim it. like sometimes i can feel it hit my jersey yeah right and so what like it, it like skim it, but and how do you how do you Go sort on. of make that happen because like i'm just for, for me right and like i'm still kind of far away from that happening so what's like the advice for people to try and get that same effect because i feel like that's one of the keys to like being able to go because it seems like that lets you guys go through rough shit way more oh, i think we've lost jet again fuck my shit's good i bet his ipad went flat fuck he's it's cool shit eh yeah oh it's sick i can't um i thought you said it was plugged in yeah i know fucking cute <laughs> you're gonna get under as well yeah. yeah yeah i'll try to do like an hour with jet and then an hour with hunter and i'll post them as two separate ones yeah cool. i'm just trying to stay as quiet my phone went my ipad went flat sorry i thought that had happened turn that sideways yeah um yeah so you were literally about to probably drop some knowledge on me so yeah what's the what's the key to like having that like to let the bars come into your chest that much i think first of all it's just like obviously get the skill to do it and then balance balance is really key with and, and so what helps you with that you reckon mountain biking like i got most of my balance of just playing on my mountain bike like wheelie stoppies just stop this playing around like you don't really think it's helping you but like dude it takes you so far just playing around doing that stuff yeah yeah and so you think that sometimes hunters like too focused on technique and too perfect or yeah because like sometimes you'll want to he wants to do a perfect turn so perfect and if he doesn't he'll be frustrated about that turn and then mess up and then he's focusing on the turn that he just went round mm. and then he starts messing up the other turns and not focusing on the other turns that are coming up where I'm like, I'll hit the berm. If I have a leg dragging out, I have a leg dragging out. I'll still make it work. Yeah. So you're not like, you're not sweating the details as much as maybe he is at times. No. Nah. Like, dude, I'm like, if you watch me on a practice track on a practice day, I have so I have so many moments, like well, not heaps of moments, but I have moments where I'm like coming out of the turn because I'm like so f much on the edge, where I'm like I have a leg dragging or yeah, I have a, like just anything. I have a sketchy moment in the whoops. I have a panic rev in the middle of a rhythm lane. Like 
I have heaps of things like that. Like everyone, no one's perfect. Yeah. I'm obviously trying to refine that to be kind of perfect and not make many mistakes. But um, yeah. So what um, what are you sort of thinking for the rest of this championship? Because um, you've only got a couple sort of rounds to go now. Like, do you have any sort of personal goals that you want to hit, or are you just sort of keen to get to outdoors and and just keep building or win? You want to have a win? Win or poke? Oh, you haven't even yeah. really been. You haven't even been on the box yet, have you? I had one chance at St. Louis, and I decided to give it to Brandon Handcraft. Ah, oh, he's a nice dude, though. You're a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that check probably looked better in your bank account than his, though, right? Always. <laughs> are you um? Are you allowed to spend any of your money yet, or what? I I'm I'm a, I, I like I love my shoes. Yeah. Okay. I spend a little money on my shoes, you know. But uh, I'm I'm saving up now because the next step in my life is to buy a house. Yeah. Fair so, enough. So I'm gonna do that. And then after that, my next goal is to get a Lamborghini Huracan. Oh, the old Huracan. You know what? Uh, but I'm going to be smart with this. I don't... Wait, man. I'm just going to tell you real... Car. I'm just going to tell you real quick. There's no fucking smart way to buy a Lamborghini Hurricane. If you buy a Lamborghini Hurricane, you've just pretty much like... You know, like a good saying? I mean, you got good people around you. If you can't afford to buy two, don't buy one. Yeah. But see... <laughs> it's fucking... my plan though. Yeah, right. I plan. want to hear it. When everyone or when people go to buy cars, they always want to buy a brand new one. Mm. It's like, what's the need? If you buy a brand new one and you want to sell it in a year or so, as soon as you take it off the mark, like off out of that dealership, dude, that thing drops like forty percent off the price. Mm. See where if I get a second hand Lamborghini Hurricane, which I found one for 150, $149,000. <laughs> I found one. He's already looking. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a two years probably till, but I'm already looking. Um, oh. And then I could have it for a year or so, get my enjoyment out of it. And then I could only, might only take 10% off that or depends how many miles I put on it. Like, see the guy already bought that brand new dude. He was the kook. Stupid, he, dude. He, I'm getting stonks on that thing. <laughs> um, is it weird that you can't legally have sex in America? I actually haven't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know the the legal age is 18. There, right? They have a legal age for that. The legal age to have sex in America is 18, and you're 16. I thought it was only like you're not allowed to have like sex at someone's eighteen, like nineteen, someone's underage. I thought that like, that was illegal, but no, nah, bro. Know that was actually. If you fucking, you're in really trouble. Anyone... You're in trouble, bro. I don't think anyone really obeys it, anyways. But yeah, I, 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 I don't think so either, mate. I still got my V card though. Oh, you honestly. do, do you? I, what? I haven't had time for that. I'm Are you dead s- honest? I still got. You still got your V plates. Yep. I have no time for it, dude. I'm hey. so focused in moto that like I barely even I haven't even focused on girls really. That's I can tell you as a guy that lived in America in my twenties and wasted so much time banging chicks. Like I wasted 
I wasted so much time <laughs> on girls in America. And you know what I did? Went back to Australia with no fucking girls. <laughs> oh. No, t- telling you, bro, that's that's the move. You know what? I actually think that the V plates makes your stock go up. Not even joking. Well, at the end of, like, at my level now, I feel like most of them, I, I'm not 100% sure that there are, like, good girls out there. But some of them, like, if I didn't do motocross, dude, they wouldn't even know who I am. Yeah, you're goofy like, as fuck. Nah, you got so you like, got your own you got your own swag going on. Like you don't know if it's someone that's actually likes you mm. or likes you or what you do. Man, and, I I'll just give you a rule of thumb, bro. If you meet a chick in the pits, she does not like you for you. <laughs> nah, I mean there is there is some that's out there, but I mean I, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to go into it on on here as such but i mean i'm pretty sure you would know of girls that are engaged to current riders in the 450 class that were previously with other riders in like you know what i'm saying so i think that yeah there's definitely there's definitely a trend and and i personally if i was a young jet lawrence i would look at that and probably try to avoid those same kind of uh same kind of deals that's why I'm not really messing with any of, like, I don't really want to mess with any of the Moto Girls type of thing. You know what, mate? I'm proud of you. I'm quite proud of you. It's a very hard, it's honestly... I've, I've gone, like, I've had this talk with Johnny and my dad, like, and Hunter, mm. he's got a girlfriend, so he knows what it's all about. I was going like, to say, you d- you probably just seen all the bullshit. <laughs> You're like, I don't yeah. want to go, th- I don't go Dude, through I that just yet. I had my first experience in uh, Germany of my first party. And you'd think because I'm such a fun guy and cool guy that I'd love parties. I absolutely hated it. I wanted to leave it like in the first 10 minutes. So what set the scene for us? Paint the picture of this party in Germany because Euro yeah. parties are pretty dope. Paint the picture. It was it was for like a birthday party like type of thing. Oh, they, okay. had a strip, they had a stripper there. Fuck yeah. Not mad at it so far. Which already started off bad because when the stripper came out, I was so focused on my phone. I was playing a game and she ended up throwing like something. She ended up rousing at me in German. Uh, which is kind yeah, of an yeah, angry yeah. sounding, it's like an angry sounding language anyway, even when they're not mad at you. Yeah. So she ended up throwing something at me. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't want to know what it was because I was playing my phone and apparently not watching her, which I didn't really give a crap at all. Yeah, I she yelled at me. I'm like, "What?" And then I and I'm going back on my phone again. And then at the end of the night, there's this girl bawling, like basically bawling her tears out. I'm going, "What the hell is going on here?" Apparently, some guy leaked her was showing other guys her yeah private photos that she sent to him, mm, and okay. she's she's crying about it. And then typical me, I was 14, smart ass. I go uh <laughs> Well, you shouldn't have sent him out in the first place. And she just looks... She's there, and I was in the, like, behind someone, and I said that, and she just looks at me this like... From a 14-year-old kid, she's like, what do you know, mate? She was like, I think she was 16 or something. And I'm like, just tell the truth, sorry. <laughs> truth hurts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I ended up hating it. Yeah, I mean, dude... 
you can look through call any writer that literally like basically lost their career to partying there's so many there's so many guys so many guys that you could literally get their number and call them and be like is it worth partying when i'm 16 and getting all this money and chicks want to fuck finally and is is it is it worth it is it is it long term the move and i guarantee that not one of those dudes would say yeah bro partying's sick because like you can yeah i'm 32 bro i could party right now like by by 32 can you imagine how much shit you could have won and like the the position that you could sort of put yourself in life versus i mean you start all that shit now dude and it's just like man you just you cap yourself so much like it's a short career and you want to do yeah and I, i suppose too like you look at all the guys that have done well dunge never partied Villapoto never partied. Carmichael never partied. It's like it's not a secret formula, man. But it's so hard when no. you've got when you've got the girls that are around the scene. Like they're they're good looking girls, dude. Like it it is hard to say no to that yeah. stuff, especially when it comes so easy. But it's like I don't know, man. You could like I said, you can look at all the guys that sort of did it and where they're at now, and I'm sure what if they were all being honest with you, what they actually would say if they got the chance to do it all again, and I'm pretty sure that partying is probably not on that list. And also, to be honest, buying hurricanes probably not on that list either. Yeah, it's not like I'm dying at age 30. Like, dude, yeah. I'm, probably, I'm not going to race all my life, so I'm... I got to like maybe 27, 28, yeah. so I retire or whatever. And then after that, dude, I can go party, which I think I probably won't, because I like I'm I'm the I'm a typical typical Australian. I like get-togethers, a good barbecue, you know, bonfire. <laughs> I'm that type of person. So, and like, dude, I think I'm so into like riding bikes. Like, dude, I have a I bring a skateboard. Like I'm so into so many things. Yeah. I still feel like once I retire, I still won't even be messing with that thing. So I know it's just like, it's not a must-have. Yeah. Like, so I, I'll probably still doing riding. Just maybe doing what Tyler Beerman or Twitches, the grandpa. Like. Yeah. I'll be still doing stuff. So I still think I won't have time for that. And during my like during my career, it's. It's not like like I said. It's not a must-have. It's not a must-need to do. Yeah, I'm stoked for you. That's really cool to hear, man. It's very, very, very hard. And it, and I'll be honest with you, it will get harder as you get older because there'll be more people. And yeah, it's sort of it definitely definitely gets harder. But I think one of the cool things, like, dude, Myrtle's a fucking G. He's been around this sport yeah. for so long. Your brother's such a good example for you. You come from such a good family. I don't. I don't think it's exactly going to be a, a worry for you, but it's it's really cool to hear to hear you're in that in that headspace, you know. And because oh, so many people, man, it's just like once you get to the dance, people like to party, you know. And you're at the dance now. Yeah, like, dude, just imagine like hearing that your career got messed over because of a girl. Mm. It's it's happened. happened I would be so disappointed. Mm. I would feel so crap that all of, like, my family has gone through to give me this opportunity to what I am at now and then go and waste it. I feel like I would want to put a gun to my head. 
Mm. Yeah, like, I that's mean, that's how crap I would feel. The the good thing though too with you guys, man, is your family's still so close. Like, I don't know if you've heard the the stories of of families that are in the sport from like really good guys that just got ripped apart once that all the pro contracts started coming in and the money and i just i don't think the money's as crazy these days as what it was back then though but i mean there's so many people where dude even just like their families just get ripped apart when they turn pro like it's it's so rad the fact that you guys are still so close the way that you are but i feel like that might even be like an aussie thing too though you know like because I mean, I still spend, I'm in my 30s and I still spend New Year's riding with my brother and my family, like, camping, you know? Yeah. Like, that's one thing. Um, Like, yeah, I'm still pretty good. Like, I'm close with my brother, Hunter. Like, we get along, like, really well, my dad. And I think it's, it's the, like, in all honesty, the one person that's going to tell, tell you that you're riding crap is your dad. Yeah. Like, the only one, dude, you'll come and feeling great. He'll go and he'll go and say to your face, "Going, you, you went out there and rode like crap. Like, yeah. You rode like a goon." So that's and that's one thing. I feel like other the teams have screwed them over with saying like, "Oh, he's telling you different." Blah blah blah. Like, and I feel like that's what made them distance. Yeah. And all like, who knows? Like, there's no one else that knows you better than your mum and dad. Oh, hundred percent. Like, and you can't, uh, like, you say if you met someone at, like, 20 or something, you you can't know that person like their parents do. Mm. They've been with you for your whole life. Like, Mm. so I feel like Hunter and I, we're always going to have our dad in our corner because he knows our, like, he knows what's best for us and he's going to tell us the truth. Same with Johnny. Same, like with our mum and all of that Johnny's real honest with us also like he's only known us for so long and he's starting to get like get to know us but dude he'll tell us the truth yeah like he'll tell us before, dude you're running crap yeah well, and I mean he's worked like, he's him. he's worked with enough people to know as well right yeah like and he tells us he did the same to Ricky dude yeah how many times have he won as he's won dude of course you're gonna look like if you don't listen to someone like but then again it goes back if you could get the best per- you can get ryan dungey ricky carmichael uh james stewart to try and train you it doesn't matter if you don't listen yeah to what they're saying and put it like and actually do it dude like you could have i don't know who would say uh my you could have any random guy train you and if you listen to them then yeah, you're gonna get you're done. gonna get something different out of it yeah um yeah what what shoes are you into by the way what what when you're this the sneakerhead guy what what sort of shit are you buying up i'm a big nike guy okay i have about wait one two three four five six i got seven sets of nike shoes and what nikes are you today. into I got a set of Air Jordan ones. I got a um, retro Air Jordan one retro fours. I think it is. I got a set of two sets of Nike shoes. I got two sets of alley oops, and then I got a Supreme Air Force one. Damn boy, this is hot. So too. I got some other ones at home. I have uh, red Harachis. I got another set of Jordan ones. They're like a Phantom one. Um, 
I got two sets of Nike Blazers. I got heaps, heaps of shoes. And I, I don't know if you've seen my live, but I made a bet with Mertz with um thing, which I've already lost one. I said if I get three wins, I would buy me uh these shoes that cost two thousand dollars, these off white <laughs> ones, which are like sick. Oh, that's lost. sick. But if I still, if I win one, I'll get a off white Blazers Halloween version, which is pretty sick. But yeah. if I win one and either two podiums or something, but which you blow ain't it. happening, so I just gotta at least get one win. Um, yeah, the off white stuff. I got a buddy who's like really into the whole sneaker deal, and I'm like starting to learn a little bit about it. And he's got he's got some pretty dope off white shoes. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't have in my collection. I got a I got a set of Supreme. I got Air Force Ones. I got a set of Retro Sixes. Oh, I think they call it Retro Thirteen. Sorry, Air Jordan Retro Thirteen. I got a set of Retro Fours. I got Nigers, I got Janowski's, I got Alley Oops. I got I got two sets of Air Force Ones. But yeah, you, you got a decent collection. Have, I don't have off white. My even my brother has two sets of off white shoes. Yeah, your brother's a bit of a and style he, cat. He's like more of a modern like type of style, like really classy. Yeah, he's got like that Hugo Boss style. You got you got like the streetwear yeah. style, you know. Yeah, I'm more street where he's more like business type of look. He's got two off sets of off-white shoes, which one Cynthia bought for him, and then the other sets are the Converse off-white ones, which uh, I was going to get them, but I'm like, I can't get the same. Yeah, that's kind of hard, man. Me and my brother, we're, we're pretty close in age, and we have that same thing. It's just like, ah, he gets kind of dope shit, and I'm like, mm, because we, we got pretty similar style, but you just you can't really do it, can you? We're at the funny story. We're at the shops one time, and we seen this thing, and there was one left on the thing, but there was one on a mannequin. We're like, "Oh, that's sick!" And I liked it, so I quickly grabbed it and ran to the cashier to pay for it. It's oh, you dog! So then, and Johnny was with us. So Johnny and Hunter ended up taking the that uh, clothing off the mannequin <laughs> that was there, and he ended up getting a forty percent off on that sure oh wow where i paid full price i was like you've got to be dogging me right now are you kidding me age comes experience bro you're just a pup in the game Dude, i thought i was like oh i totally got the win but then he ended up getting 40 percent <laughs> off i'm like no way that's so gay uh, sorry so stupid no i know what you mean mate um so what's the uh what do you think of the outdoors bro are you, are you uh are you riding all right in the old outdoors or I mean, if I didn't, I'd be pretty embarrassed because I've been riding my whole life. <laughs> but how do you feel like with uh, with the the outdoor season? Like, are you sort of in the same same headspace with the the Subi stuff that you're just gonna go out there and win? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident with that. So, like, I feel like in the in outdoors, I have a good feeling that Hunter and I are gonna be on the box at least a fair amount. I'm being like confident or cocky saying that we're going to be the one two the whole time we're going to have bad ones but i feel like we're definitely going to be one of the both of them like main guys have you um have you thought much about standing on the podium with your brother and how cool that's going to feel no i, ha- I haven't i thought it'd be sick I-, I think i have a few times i thought it'd be pretty cool yeah i mean that's got to be 
that kind of stuff, man. Like when I think about you guys standing on the podium together in an outdoors, I mean, whether it's a one, two or a two, three or a one, like whatever kind of order it is, man, it's like, God, I'm just going to be so happy for your parents when that, when that happens, because it's like, I mean, I don't know who the last set of brothers that stood on a podium together would be, man. Like, I don't, I don't even know like when that would have happened last. Yeah, I mean, probably the Martins at, I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm surely they would have been on the box together at some point, but I mean, it's, it's yeah, definitely, it's definitely rare, man, to, to have two brothers on the podium on the same team. And I think that that's going to really symbolize something pretty special for your parents, man. Yeah. Cause the Stewarts can't do it. So like their age was like, their age gap was pretty big. Yeah. Well, they never so raced the in the same now- class, right? Yeah, by the time Malcolm went to 450, James was already retired. Mm. So, I don't really think the Amarts, I think, have only been the real closest ones. So, yeah. no, it's definitely going to be a time to remember when that day happens, which is yeah, hopefully I just, soon. I just think it's going to be a really cool experience for your family. Like, I feel like after that sort of happens, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like, that seems like the... Uh, like a nice chapter being closed on on that yeah. because there's so I think we'll many get years. A photo frame. Oh, you'd have to we'll for sure. We definitely get dude. that in a photo, just on the wall, and then have both the trophies. Because we got from my, my mum's birthday. Uh, you know that BG Creations. Yeah, yeah. They remember how you did one for Hunter and I. We yep. ended up getting uh, that painted on a big uh, kind of what do you call it? Canvas. canvas or whatever yeah and uh and gave that to mum on it was either mother's day or her birthday it was one of those and she's such loved a sweetheart it. We, we bro. Have such a Hunter sweetheart got sorted. <laughs> he's, the, he's the logistics guy no yeah i was like oh yeah tuck my name on that also <laughs> that's awesome well um thanks thanks for coming on bro I really uh really appreciate it dude it's been been sick hanging um do you just want to grab hunter and just do like a little switcher is he down to just use that same ipad or yeah i think this has enough charge on it hold on yeah it's got 80 percent. dude this thing charges so fast you're the, you're the man bro i really appreciate it eh?